0: Okay, for the issue of what exactly is the origin for for the Lagba Omer the day as we know it, a day of Simcha, it's a little bit of a confusing topic. It's much it's part of a much bigger discussion. I'm gonna try to abridge uh, certain parts of it, we'll leave that for for a bigger for a bigger share on the topic of Sphirosa Omer. But when it comes to Lagba Omer itself, what you have to know for starters is that there's two major camps of Minhagim for Sphirasa Omer. The first one is that we observe avilas for the exact days on which Rabbi Akiva's Tamidim died. The second version is, the second, I guess, flavor of the Minig is that the, we observe Velus, we observe morning commemorating the 33 days or the 34 days for which they died between Pesach and Shavuos. But not that we're actually observing avilas on the days themselves that they died for the total of 33 days. So here's the question. The question is, if you're a person who holds that we are observing availus until the day that they stopped dying, then I can understand if Lag Baomer is Lag Baomer, so that's when we're allowed to shave again, that's when we're allowed to have weddings again. What about if you hold, like the other opinion though, like the other school of thought, that it's not when they stop dying, that we hold that, let's say, from Rosh Chodesh until Shavuos that's that's what the uh that's what we're commemorating what we supposed to be a total of 33 days well you do the math if you're starting from rosh chodesh ear and going until and, and going until arab or going until sholosh maya then you're not going to get a total of 33 days if you observe lagba omar itself as a yom of simcha a day of shaving uh, having a chasana etc so what's going on over here in fact What's even more curious, you look at the Mechaber in Tafzad Gimel, he doesn't mention anything. Rabbi Yosef, this Rav Yosef Karo, late 1400s, early 1500s, he doesn't mention anything about a Yom Simcha. He says, there's a custom not to get married during this time, there's a custom not to shave during this time, maybe a custom not to do Malacha at a certain point, but he doesn't say anything about it being Yom Simcha. He says, there's a custom not to get married, not to shave, until Lag Baomer, or Lad Baomer for the Sephardim says until Lag Lama is when they can actually shave or, uh, or, or get married, he doesn't mention anything about it being a Yom Simcha. The person, the earliest Makar, at least as far as I've seen, for a, being a day of Simcha is the Maharil. The Maharil is in the 1300s, late 1300s, early 1400s. He's the Rosh Yeshiva. He starts this Yeshiva in Metz. It's a very popular Yeshiva. And... He tells the Tamim, the tamin and the Yeshiva, even though it's true that they died between Pesach and Shavuz, Lagba omer is a Yom of Simcha. That's what he says. And the Ramah quotes this. The Ramah in Tafzad Gimel quotes the, this Maril that it's a Yom of Simcha. The question is, why is it a Yom of Simcha? The Mechaber himself, it, does, it doesn't seem to make very much sense. A person gets done with a the Avelis. They don't make a party. They, they're they happy that the Avelas is over, that the Shivas or the Shloshim is over, whatever the stages are. They don't start making a party. Why is there a party? Why is there a Simcha here? And in fact, this wasn't raised. This is this is a question at least that you see it first popping up at the lavush The lavush again, the, the lavush is the 15, middle of the 1500s to early 1600s. He's living in in Poland. He's a Talmud of the Ramah, the Talmud of the Mahershal. And he raises this issue, he says, if our custom is that before and after, we're just observing the whole period as Avelas, then why are we observing Lagba Omer itself as a day of Simcha? What happened? And he gives a very Dochot Taretz, he says, maybe they stopped dying just on Lagba Omer. They were dying up until Lag Baomer, they stopped dying on Lagba Baomer itself, and then they continued dying after Lagba Omer. Very strange. Again, another very strange reason is the pre The pre-chadosh is Rav, de, Rav de Silva. He's a Talmud of Ramosha Galati. This means Ramosha Galati has yeshiva in in the 1600s. The pre is he's born a few years after Tachvatat. That's what we're talking about. So he's a, he's a little bit after the Lavush. And he wants to know what is the Simcha? I don't understand. You tell me that this is because the Tamina Rekiva died. He doesn't quote the Machaber. The Machaber doesn't say that there's a Simcha. He just says, they stop dying, so you're allowed to shave. They stop dying, so you're, now you're allowed to start. But why is there a Simcha? He says, do you make a Simcha because all the Tamina, now they're all gone? Now you make a Simcha? So he gives a tarot. His suggestion is, you know what it is? It's that now, thank God, Baruch Hashem, now the rest of Rebbe has Taminim, now that he is amassed, he continues to have more taminam afterwards, and those Taminim didn't die. That's what the celebration is about. That's what he says. Also, a very difficult reason. Then you look at the G'ra. The G'ra is a little bit later, a little bit after the pre 1720s. The G'ra understands. He points to Makar. He he looks at the Serma. He says, where is it coming from that there's a simcha? He points to the Gemara Tainas. Gemara Tainas, he says, look, you see in the Gemara, is trying to figure out, it says with that, there's a massive Yom Simcha for Klai Yisrael and tuba of. Why? One of the reasons suggested in the Gemara is that the reason for the simcha of tish, of Tubaav is that the Jewish people, when they were in the Midbar, they would have to dig graves and lie down at the night before and some of them didn't wake up the next morning. By Tuba of this stopped, and our Kadosh Baruch there was no more deaths for Klai Israel, and they made it was a simcha. It was a simcha for Klai Israel. So the Gra says Ah, oh. so you see from this Gemara that there's a makar, there's a basis for this whole idea that when there's a massive uh, plague, deaths in Klai Israel, and it stops, we make a simcha. It's the most compelling makar so far. You take a look at the Chida. The Chida, again, he's living. He's a little bit young. He overlaps with the Gra. He's in the in the 1750s. What's unique about What's interesting about the Chida, by the way, you should just know. Remember, we talked about the pre khadash before. The pre was Rav de Silva. He learns in a, in in Yeshiva in by Rav Moshe Galanti. That's he's the late 1600s. He is a Talmud. Rav Yitzchak Rappapport. Rav Yitzchak Rabobor is a Talmud. That Talmud is the is the Chida. So the Chida also was a Talmud of the Aruch so the Chida is living in the 1750s, and he says, actually, he quotes from Narizal. Where's what's all? What's this all about? The whole period of Sphere's Omer has nothing to do with Availus. The whole period from Pesach until Shavuot nothing to do with Avelis. The You refrain from shaving. You don't do any shaving between this whole period. What's going on Lag like, Omer? It's Lachvod Rishon Baruchai. It's Lachvod Rishon Baruchai. There's a Hilula that we have on this day. That's what he says. Now, interestingly, then all of a sudden you look at the Chai Adam. The Chai Adam, remember the Chidah is 1755. The Chai Adam is 1748. He's from 1740 until 1820. He learned in a very in a very popular yeshiva in in uh, Prague. Now, if you're living in 1748 and you're in high school age or a little older and you want to go to the top yeshiva in Prague, where do you go? You go to the Noda B'Yehuda. So he learned by the Nota Bihuda's yeshiva in Prague. The Chayyotem, you look in Klal Kuf Lamed Aleph. What does he mention when he's talking about the customs in his city? When he mentions what's going on in Lagba Omer, he says there's a custom over here, there's a hulula. That's all he says, and he's seemingly pointing it out because the custom in his city for Sfiras Omer was to observe from Rosh Chodesh Eir until until Gimel Sivan. As all uh, you may avail us. Well then we have this big question. What is going on over here? How can you observe Lagba Omer as a simcha, as a day of Simcha, if you think that they are dying on that day? She so says he mentions and he seems to be adopting this khidah from the from the Arizal that there is the Hilula. That's what he's talking about from Rashbi. Then you look at the Arkhokan. to Megatra Yechiel, Michel Epstein. He's living in the eighteen thirties from from the la- the latter half of uh, of, of the eighteen hundreds, and that's where you get the full blown story. And there he says old Minig, Sha Isr nimshach Gam acher Gimel baomer Adat Oh Ad Bala, the if you look at the Gemara itself in Yvamis, it says it's from Pesach until Shavuos is the whole thing. And therefore, he says, it's muchzik to us. We have a chazaka and klal yisrael that this is just how it is. That it's a yomtiv umar ben boktzas and we have a, we have additional sudus a little bit. The omrim should be yomz, and we also say that on this day Lomesu mesu klal va'acherka mesu, and then afterwards they started dying. The Ode. Et and he goes on and he says over here, a little bit later, he says, de lag He goes on and he says, baatmo, even on the before it. and we refer to it as Marbin Bitfila, Al we have additional who go to his caver, and this is when he came out of the cave. That's what the Arach says. The Arach makes a whole hybrid of this. And he says over here, it's a to us that this is a day of Yom Tif. He throws in the Levush. He says they didn't die the day before, they didn't die the day after. They, they, they die, excuse me, they died the day before, they died the day after, but they didn't die on the day of. But then he also brings the, the Arizal. He also brings that this is a day Hilula. It's for Shem Bar And that's why we have all these minhagim for the things that we do.